Greetings and welcome to the Games Over Coffee podcast. This is episode 2. My name is Joe. The names of the hosts are Devon and Taylor. The hosts will now speak. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. So uh, so we have coffees with us today. Yeah, we do. We what's, do. I did not have coffee last time. I had yerba mate. Yeah. yeah, that was regretful. So now today I'm drinking a cold brew. It's just straight cold brew? Straight up cold brew. It has ice in it, I see. There is ice, so... Water I, and coffee. Water and coffee. Yeah. Cold brew used to be my go-to. I This, what I'm drinking, is literally my go-to. Iced coffee, light 2%, one pump classic syrup. Damn, that's tasteful. Yeah. That's iconic. You know, not too sweet. That is iconic. That's I ought to try one of those one time. <laughs> Did you have one of these? I've never tried it. Oh, no? I should. You should. Yeah, it's good. I'll get the D. <laughs> I get the D all the time. I love it. That's great. <laughs> hey, Joe, uh, introduce D's update segment. In this short section, Devon will give an update about the YouTube channel. Thank you, Joe. Uh, so just quick update for anyone who's uh, following the YouTube channel. I'm making an Iron Lung video. I talked about this before um, in my last update, but the Iron Lung video has been kind of pushed aside a little bit because the premise was like kind of weird. Also, Markiplier is making a movie about it. So my video kind of took on a little bit about that. So it's it's shifting a little bit. Um, the next video that I'm making is about Superhot and its comparison, not just to Portal, but also to the Stanley Parable. Uh, there's a new unrelated channel that I'm actually doing with Taylor. How dope is that? Um, I'm just announcing it here because there's people here that might be interested. That has to do with filmmaking. Um, we don't have a thing for it. We don't have anything about it, but it's, it's there. I don't even know. I haven't heard of this before. Oh, you haven't? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm making stuff with you. <laughs> just kidding just kidding hey joe take us out of that segment <laughs> i'm just way of making it super complicated for no reason <laughs> joe don't do that joe no uh, where did you hear about the iron lung movie i saw it on reddit it was a post a reddit post oh, it was a reddit post yeah someone on just on gaming or yeah literally just on did you gaming. have you played iron lung no i haven't iron lung is dope okay that's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll play Iron Lung. I'm sold. I have a thing about it, and this uh, will turn it's into... It's always a catch. Yeah. The, this, not not the game. No, no, no. The game <laughs> is fantastic. Um, it, it does what I think, what I call empathetic design. It has that in it, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, Markiplier is making a movie on it, and it's weird because when whenever you hear about people taking, like, a book and making it into a movie within doing that you lose something and in here iron lung tells its story specifically through interaction which is why i like it so much uh which is why it's super weird to me that there's a movie being made out of it i don't know if you've seen the short that was made from uh the fake russian country papers please papers please yeah have you seen the short that was made on that uh no i haven't but so, I, so I there's one, it, yeah, and it's not good. I, I don't like it. Uh-huh. It's you and me as movie people, cinephiles, yeah, uh, filmmakers, we don't like. I don't like it because <laughs> <laughs> it it tells a story that's sympathetic, which is fine. But it but the the game wasn't that way. The game's not about anyone. It's about you, mm-hmm. right? Iron Lung is the same way. Iron Lung is about the player, and so if the movie is about Markiplier because he's starring in it, uh, it's no longer about me right and so it's a different story that he's going to be telling and i hope he just completely redoes it because the stuff that happens in the game is dope but i don't want to see that shit in a movie 
that's yeah. it, it'll lose all interest well it's a pretty random game to be making a movie of i feel like it's very atmospheric yeah and i think that's the reason why because when you look at iron lung it has so much atmosphere that you're just like i could make this into a movie like you've seen uh you've seen small set movies like the the one that mystery guitar man sent us yeah <laughs> <laughs> um that one uh freaking buried or phone booth mm-hmm. um iron lungs kind of like that yeah. you know everything takes place in one location so because there's because you're in an iron lung right well, no 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 you need to play the game <laughs> yeah well the only thing that's like i don't really give a shit about markiplier making a movie yeah but like i think it's interesting that maybe that's not the right thing to say but like i think um I like Markiplier. I think he's cool. Yeah, he's great. Uh, so I'm interested to see him making a movie, what that's like, because he doesn't, I don't think he's ever made a movie. I th- Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. He's directing it too. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's kind of what I mean. It's like, yeah. what's that going to be like? But it's yeah, clearly a passion project. Clearly. Because I think he's funding it himself completely. Yeah. I mean, I know if I were to, if I were in his uh, shoes that I mean I would have done the same thing you know being someone who's who is a cinephile who likes filmmaking I would have absolutely wanted to say you know what actually fuck I actually did this we, you and I did this we made a movie about portal but it wasn't like it wasn't the portal story itself but it had to do with the same lore right yeah um but I you know I'd always wanted to do that when I was younger look at a video game I'm just like I'm gonna make that into a movie but they're it's just they're so completely separate uh things and some of them translate really well and in my <laughs> in my eyes that those are the weaker ones that translate really well <laughs> the like, weaker games translate well yeah and this is, this is i'm gonna this is a bit of a hot take but uh what do you call it the last of us yeah last of us is a brilliant tv show as as a game it's a great game gameplay, but the story in the game is not like it. It's not an interactive story. Mm-hmm. It's very sympathetic, which is great for a movie. So most games that have narrative, I mean, this is what my fucking channel is all about. It's about empathy in video games. The less empathy a game has in it, the better movie it can be, mm-hmm. you know, in my eyes. So Iron Lung's not that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, it's like if Stanley Parable was a movie, like I'd be like, that's, that's not gonna work <laughs> yeah like i always wanted to make like a dark souls movie yeah but like I mean, the that... way i would approach it would be on tone and lore right i wouldn't adapt a particular story yeah it would just be like a new story in that world i think like that's what i would hope oh actually that's an interesting take because if markiplier does because he, he might just do a lore thing he might just be in the same world but a different thing mm-hmm. altogether so yeah we'll see i probably won't watch it you won't watch it why not unless we cover it on talkies <laughs> <laughs> i forgot you don't watch a lot of stuff no i don't i don't i do and i don't we should talk about half yeah we should talk about Half-Life. so uh we, t- we talked about half-life what was it two half-life two when my brother came over we did mm-hmm. like a commentary on it and it just completely sucked. Mm-hmm. That whole commentary yeah, was that, so yeah, bad. That, that was poor content. <laughs> it was poor. Yeah, we didn't publish it. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. When I played Half-Life for the first time, I I didn't have anything to compare it to at the time. I think I had played GoldenEye before, which is really interesting, actually, because GoldenEye and Half-Life have immaculate 
level design for yeah. completely different reasons. Oh, yeah. What was so interesting about it was that it it's the first of its kind to do, what, what was it, world building and environmental storytelling, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I keep getting confused with this because GoldenEye came out in 97, right? Yeah, and GoldenEye was before. Yeah. yeah. GoldenEye is incredible because it's, uh, I've, we've talked about my my theories before about anti-design the idea where, so, where someone made a level just trying to emulate real life and in doing so accidentally made basically a map that feels real you know because they're based off of real places and instead of a corridor shooter you have uh, a place that feels like you're infiltrating a space that you're not supposed to be in mm-hmm. uh, portal creates the same kinds of spaces using that same thing but it's it's actually a design philosophy that they're using uh, there's this so cool uh, commentary in Portal. If you you play the the commentary channels on and everything, you're you're going through the back end. This is the second half of Portal, right? When you go through the the mm-hmm. back and stuff, you go through one of the test chambers backwards, and you you come in through where the cubes are supposed to come in. And what was so neat about that is the commentary was saying that we needed the player to feel like they were cheating the system. And so to do that, they played through, you know, this part. And then when they come back to it, now they're breaking it, quote unquote, where they come through a place they're not supposed to go and then go to a place they weren't allowed to go before, which is below the elevator. Right. And it, and it gets into the player's mind that they're actually doing something against the system. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Love that. Exactly. I, I that was like uh, my favorite thing when I played Portal for the first time. Yeah. Because it really feeling? does feel like you're going against the system. Mm hmm even though it's designed. Right. But it genuinely feels like you're breaking the game. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, like and the way like Stanley Parable kind of does that too. Yeah. Stanley Parable is really good at that. Yeah. You know, another one of my favorite games of all time. What's that? Is Fallout New Vegas. I've not played any Fallout game. Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I, I would recommend Fallout New Vegas to you. Yeah. For sure. I played Fallout New Vegas a little bit. Yeah. A little that, tiny bit. That game, you really got to give it time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's on my Steam it, Deck. It's yeah. waiting for me. You got to really give it some time. You know what was funny? The first time I played that, that was like the first Fallout game I played. And it was like one of the best gaming experiences I've had in my life. That first like playthrough. I was nice. like totally engrossed. Yeah. And like the game was reacting to my choices exactly how I expected and didn't expect, like it was surprised me, but also it never, uh, it was never disappointing when I would make a choice trying to be clever. Right. And then the game would respond in a very interesting way that I either (laughs) expected and then was surprised that they followed through with or didn't expect and was surprised with the, the answer they came up with, you know, that is interesting. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of, I feel like, lack of agency in a lot of games where they'll respond in ways that people didn't expect. Like Fallout 4, for example, is a big one for that. Uh-huh. Where everyone says, well, I, that's not what I wanted to say. I didn't want to come off that exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is a, a big problem with Fallout 4, Yeah, in my opinion. I replayed Fallout 4 recently. It's funny because when I, I played it when it came out and I hated it because it was not like Fallout New Vegas and the dialogue was shit and all the stuff about it I didn't like. Yeah, I played it again recently knowing that and I was sucked into it. Yep. I, got, I got pulled into the Bethesda's exploration loop 
that they're really good at. And I was like, I'm just going to ignore the dialogue entirely. And then I was, I enjoyed the game <laughs> Nice. by just putting no stock into, <laughs> like, I actually went out of my way to under level my speech skill nice. just to do it the opposite. Right. And it was fun. That's interesting. Yeah. But a completely different experience to New Vegas. Right. Yeah. Right. But it kind of made me realize that the, that the design philosophies for those games are actually kind of coming from different places, which is kind of interesting. I suppose so. Yeah. I didn't, I've never thought about them that deeply. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you haven't like played those games. Yeah. Much, so. Just not a whole lot. Um, I love the ideas though. Like, like in my mind, I mean, this might be completely butchering the system, but in my mind, it's somewhat similar to Skyrim. Uh, Fallout Four is yeah. very much like Skyrim. Is it? Yeah. So in my like, I've played a lot of Skyrim, mm-hmm. and um, Skyrim still, you know, takes a lot of investment, but it's like the whole idea of RPGs in their entirety are very much give a lot of ownership to the player mm-hmm. and a lot of responsibility which is is cool for people who like that kind of stuff and you know management and that whole thing about uh i am my character and i do what the fuck i want to do type of thing um and i'm just not that yeah (laughs) (laughs) we saw a little bit actually of you and you and me had different play styles in super liminal uh Mm -hmm. which kind of showed how we think about games when we play them so you who who's into you know like something like fallout uh I feel like are very much about you know it's it's about you it's about what you're going to do with in this world and about yeah. who you are uh and the way you express yourself in that world in super liminal was by breaking the game over and over <laughs> and i know you just like doing that just you know just to fuck with the game it was fun but but also you you know you approach the puzzles very openly as opposed to me where i'm looking to try to do the puzzle in the way that they wanted me to do it mm-hmm. right i'm not trying to i I wouldn't say that I'm an in, uh, independent thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that I'm. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to use hive mind, <laughs> but but that's kind of the, the the way that I go with games, and it's because I like the experience that they're trying to provide. You want to give in to what the developers are intending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to allow the developers to. You want to allow to have the experience that yeah. the developers want you to have. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to do. And it's funny because you would think that someone like that would forgive like a game like, uh, I don't know, What Remains of Edith Finch uh-huh. when, when it's very hyper linear and uh-huh. I'm sitting there going, I hate this fucking game. <laughs> well, well, let me do what I want to do. <laughs> or like um, a David Cage game. Oh yeah, actually, I love David Cage. Yeah, games. it's yeah. so fun. He, he reminds me of like um, M Night Shyamalan a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's a great, great. Uh, what do you call it? Comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way Detroit Become Human is actually kind of unironically pretty good, though. I've so I've played a little bit of that yeah. game, and um, I finally got it after so much time, and. Uh, after we played Indigo Prophecy, I was so interested in more stuff that this guy did. Uh, Beyond Two Souls, did he? He do did also? do that, yeah. Yeah, I also have that, but I haven't played it yet. Um, I played a little bit of Heavy Rain, and I was like, I was like laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that game is incredibly melodramatic. <laughs> it is. The first time I played that game, I was like, I was kind of younger, 
so I took it really seriously. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I had a very move, moving experience. <laughs> I, I was like, that, yeah. I loved it. I still love Heavy Rain. Sure. But I definitely see the melodrama yeah. now. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same reason why I like... Uh, okay, it's not the same reason, but the same idea, I guess, why I like Hideo Kojima uh-huh. games, right? It's because they, they both are very melodramatic in their own ways. Uh, Kojima, I think, has a much better design philosophy in a lot of his games. But yeah, I would hundred percent agree. Yeah, but but David Cage, he's such just an interesting character, and his games are so him. Yes, that I have to I have to experience it and just be like, this is hilarious. This is just funny or or interesting. Now, like Indigo Prophecy, we talked about. We did a whole video on it about um, how it was just really really bad at some points, but then. almost got to that point where you're just like i just i love it i love it because (laughs) of that right because it's so weird and so interesting um and then there's parts that are just genuinely good that's true there are some moments that are like you know what this actually kind of works this is yeah like this actually slaps yeah (laughs) the beginning of detroit become human you're a robot inside of an elevator right in your i forgot what his name was the scene is where he's flipping a coin Mm -hmm. back and forth and he's doing it in such a way that is superhuman, right? He's flicking it super fast back and forth, and it's hyper stylized. The cinematography is like over the top. It looks like a Coke commercial, <laughs> right? It's like this coin is going like super fast between his fingers, and then he start he starts doing like things that you can't do as a human, um, and then puts the coin away, and then you you exit and like that's what you're leading off with (laughs) that's that's what you're like okay listen you're a robot this is what he can do and i'm like what the fuck like the the idea obviously that i think david cage was trying to portray was that this is not a human yes very literally yeah (laughs) Yeah, but he was he did it by saying yeah how about he's flipping a coin and he's doing fucking crazy shit and i'm like like that so much disengages me from the story I, he like this guy is now an object to me i look at him and i'm like that's oh, hilarious that's deep though because that's how the humans yeah in that's that how game they treat him. the but robots you, but you're supposed to be empathetic with the robot oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> everything Shit. that david cage does in his maybe games, that's a you problem d oh no no it definitely is i'm okay with that <laughs> the, the point the point that i'm always coming back to in these games and especially with david cage is that he doesn't employ empathy in his games at all he makes his characters into icons and makes them into things that's true that you yeah that you watch talk about yeah well detroit become human i think has the most mature story of them all i would say that yeah. believable <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah the most uh grounded for yeah. being sci-fi you yeah know? i like the, the things that he does with it the thing that bothers me about it is that it's a movie mm-hmm. and that that's what bothers me about it like I, I don't want anyone thinking that I'm hating on such a good production because it's a tremendous. It's a tremendous effort, but the game part <laughs> is just not great. It's just very much a movie. And you know what would be funny is if David Cage made a movie. Yeah, it would feel the same. It, that's exactly my point. But they, but it would be worse for it because yeah. a movie, a David Cage movie, would just be sh- a shitty movie. <laughs> But having the game mechanic <laughs> like makes it a little bit more unique See, and interesting. This, you know? <laughs> this is what I'm worried about with Kojima. Uh-huh. And this is the weird thing that they tie together 
is that Kojima makes really good, fun games mm-hmm. because they're so interesting in his design philosophy because he likes to break the fourth wall and he likes to do really off-the-wall mechanics like yeah. the entirety of the game Death Stranding, for example. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but he he's very much a filmmaker at heart and you can tell by the way that he produces his games, not just in, in tier levels, but because uh, the way that he employs actors... Uh, does voice acting, does melodrama, and the whole anime-like stuff. Um, that kind of thing, he wants to make a movie, right? I mean, the dude wants to just make a movie, but if he did that, I feel like I would hate it because I don't like that stuff in his games. I like the game part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't like his movies. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I'd love to see a movie from him. Yeah. But I kind of think he, despite being a filmmaker at heart you know and being a cinephile i think he truly is really interested in video games as a medium oh absolutely really using mechanics like that's the difference between him and david cage like david cage uses video game mechanics honestly in like a pretty uh one-dimensional way right um and one dimensional is a good way to put it yeah and kojima gets crazy with his mechanics like there's no way there'd be like like as a filmmaker myself, I would never think about you right. know game mechanics the way he does. That's the thing, know? yeah. And, and like, and you can tell from David Cage's point of view that you know it's literally just like all of his games are the same. Why, when you think of a Quantic Dream game, that uh-huh. is what it is. Yeah, they it's, are the same. Yeah, all you, of them. You think of okay, uh, face buttons and uh, QTEs. The, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the all it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really get much deeper than that. Does it? <laughs> right. And and because of that, his it's funny because the the depth of his uh, of his games stop at the story. Right. True. When it comes to the interaction, you're just like, well, uh, I, I'm I'm more or less playing a digital director here. You know. <laughs> yep. I I like them for what they are. I don't know what that is. A David Cage game. A David Cage <laughs> like game. A cool quantic yeah. dream. Quantic dream. <laughs> Joe, do your do your thing. In the podcast. Joe. 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 (laughs) Joe. If you are still listening, the podcast is now over. I do not understand why I need to say this every episode. What you have been listening to is a podcast called Games Over Coffee Podcast. Please follow the podcast or the YouTube channel. And remember, consciousness in itself is only a construct and does not actually exist in any singular form. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 